Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. All right, everybody. Welcome back into another live Six Rings and Football Things. It is myself, Mike Cadlock, alongside Andy Jumbo Hart. Uh, it is a new era, officially in New England, as myself and Andy Hart just returned from Gerard Mayo's introductory press conference as the new head coach of the New England Patriots. And uh, we're here for some instant reaction, figure out what the, you know, what we thought, what the heck's going on. Andy, you posted a column this morning, which we'll get to, that it was a must win for Bill. It got a lot of traction. Gerard. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Gerard, not Bill. See, it's tough to get used to. It is. Learn the new coach's name. That is my big takeaway from today, that it is. it has become difficult to actually realize that it is now the Gerard Mayo era. It is not Bill Belichick. Uh, we are in a new head coaching regime here in Foxborough. And so we're going to get to our uh, our reactions here uh, for the next, you know, 45 to an hour, however long we're going to go. Uh, but first, I want to start with some, a little bit of uh, breaking-ish Patriots news where uh, once we get back from the press conference, this is according to Phil Perry, the Patriots updated their staff and uh, Robin Glazer is now the executive vice president of football business and the senior advisor to the head coach. Uh, Glazer was a senior executive in the craft group. She's been around since 2007. And uh, according to Phil, she most recently served as the senior vice president of business affairs and chief administration and compliance officer for the team. So 
You obviously worked down there uh, for many years before coming here. So can you give us the lowdown on Glazer and, you know, what you make of this? Because in my, I'll give my takeaway after, but uh, first, what you know on Glazer and sort of what we can expect here. So my understanding is she's kind of going to become the Bears Nigerian, uh, at least as part of her role. And okay. for those who may or may not know, you might have, if you're a, if you're listening to our podcast, you've probably heard the name Bears Nigerian or just Bears. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably saw him in the background at some point right next to behind Bill Belichick. He was Bill's right-hand man going all the way back to the Jets. He started in the Jets PR department, came here with Bill, and everything that's Bill went through Bears, mm-hmm. basically. He handled everything for Bill. Um, I think it sounds like Robin is going to do some of those duties for Gerard Mayo. But obviously, I think a little bit more than that. She has um, she has a legal background. Okay. I think she's a lawyer. Um, she has been in the organization, as you said, for quite some time um, in various roles, but has been a high-level point person between the team and the league for a long time. Sort of, you know, if, uh, if the NFL sends out a memo, she would be one of the I don't know, six email addresses that they would send it to for the Patriots. And then those people would disseminate it through the rest of the organization. So um, interesting um, person to have a significant to relatively significant role within the organization. I think Um, I don't want to make more of more of it than it is. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think she's picking number three overall. Right. (laughs) And I don't, you know, but, um, but it's probably a name we should be aware of and a role we should be aware of as we start this new, Gerard Mayo era in New England. Bill. So yeah, that's kind of and yeah, you you mentioned the not having her hands on the number one or the number three overall pick, and you know I guess that's sort of my takeaway here. Number number one is that Robert was asked today, um, alongside Gerard Mayo, uh, how much involvement himself and his son Jonathan will have in you know football operations, and he gave a good answer. It was you know I think one of only a few good answers he really gave today. Uh, one thing. I will say, and again, he alluded to Jonathan not being there for other business, you know, responsibilities, but at least he showed up. At least he was there and he answered the questions. But his his one real good answer, I thought, was that, you know, he answered that as we're not going to get involved because we trust ourselves to hire good people to do that job. And that will allow us to, you know, analyze what they do and, you know, figure it out from there. And if if we're involved then we can't really, you know, figure out what they did right or wrong because, you know, our hands are all over it. And so we let them work, we take what they did, and then we decide if it's been good or bad and make adjustments that way. So um, you can only take his word for it, and I trust it. Uh, but I also then, you know, you look in, an hour after everybody kind of leaves, they announce that a non-football person is going to be, you know, attached to the football operation. Like you said, you can only hope that – and again, what – a lot of, and there's been a lot of traction of this already on social media, and she was actually mentioned in the Seth Wickersham piece on ESPN. Yep, with um, Jonathan. Yeah, with Jonathan. And, you know, there, there's already, I guess, negative traction around this because of a non-football person and Jonathan, and they're going to be involved or they're going to try and be. And so she's already getting a bad rap here. You got to give them a chance. We'll see what happens. Um, and then we'll go from there. But that's my takeaway from, from that and uh, where we are with that. So let's get into – what we saw today um, with Gerard Mayo. Mayo introduced as the 15th head coach. Uh, overarching overall thoughts from your end on on what we saw from both him and Robert this afternoon. Uh, didn't love it. Um, I thought, first of all, um, a lot of what Gerard said was kind of a rehashing of what he said in his final Zoom call as linebackers coach mm-hmm. and kind of selling himself on the job. A lot of 
I guess some people would probably call it corporate lingo, corporate speak, different, you know, diversity of thought and echo chambers and, mm-hmm. and things of that nature that I feel like he picked up probably not from Bill Belichick, but more from the corporate world um, at Optum. Yep. You referenced that I wrote the column that I thought he had to win today. Like I thought mm-hmm. it was important to get off to a good start and not be one of these coaches that is a laughing stock off their first press conference. The Dan Campbell biting kneecaps press conference. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or I don't Sirianni know that, for that matter. Right. Yeah. I don't know that we got either end of the spectrum. He was in the middle somewhere, I think. Um, I didn't love it. And I would say more in conjunction with Robert, it was a simultaneous press conference. They were both there at the podium. Um, just the Jonathan thing, just to reference, when the original email came out, it said Robert Kraft, Jonathan Kraft, Gerard Mayo would be right. there. Now, I'll take Robert at his word. I guess that Jonathan had emergency business with one of the other craft group corporations to deal with. Um, I was just on, uh, I was just on Jones and Mega and we said they, maybe he was just letting the ink dry on Robin Glazer's new contract. Maybe. (laughs) I think there's going to be a lot of skepticism as to why Jonathan wasn't there. If we're being honest, I think a lot of people believe the Seth Wickersham story painted a certain picture of Jonathan and the Patriots Mm -hmm. that they probably want to distance themselves from and don't have Jonathan there today. That would be, my skeptical viewpoint, my take it for what it is viewpoint. I'll take Robert at his word. If he wants to publicly tell me something, I'll believe it until proven otherwise. Now, if I find out Jonathan Kraft was like watching on a monitor from his office and doing nothing while doing push-ups, okay, but whatever, we'll take it for the um, word that it was. I will say the first thing I noted, definitely a different air, like Mm -hmm. literally in the room. There was a different aura, air, energy, whatever you want to call it. The building was nice. I've never been in the GP atrium before. Big Gerard Mayo up on those screens, slideshows, the whole thing. Uh, The staff, and remember, I worked there for 18 Mm years-ish. The staff was in a better mood. Everybody I talked to, from Mm -hmm. the elevator person, the security guard, everybody. And when I was leaving, um, an older woman who was running security at the top of the elevator, whatever, said... Oh, that wasn't bad or something. I go, yeah, that was pretty good. And she's like, he actually answered questions. <laughs> and I was like, okay, shot at the old coach. That's awesome. Um, so I thought the air, you know, Gerard started off with what I would say was a risky joke when mm-hmm. Robert um, mispronounced one of his brother's names. And he said, that's okay. It's one of those black names. Yeah. Um, I like his comfort. He even referenced that a little bit later. Like, as you can see, I'm a little different up here. I handle things a little bit differently. Um, but I guess I was most, um, alarmed by, or felt lacking any direction, any direction at all, like coaching staff direction. No, um, front office. Well, you know, we got some people here that we're learning and we're trying to figure out what they do. We're going to interview some other people and somebody will make the pick when it's time to make the pick. Like I didn't. I didn't love that whole, um, I don't even know how to, how to describe it. It's like, in a way you give them credit, right? Like don't rush into anything, Sure. take the tone and tenor of the organization, see what, but why do you not know what you have? Why do you not know who Matt Groh is, who was there? Right. I believe Elliot Wolf was also there on the other side of the room, which yep. I found interesting. There was a large space between those two who yeah. could be vying for the GM job. Right. Um, but why, when nothing has changed, like not a new owner, not a, like the coach was there, the guy you might hire to be GM was there. 
why is it going to take time before we know who does what and how well they like? Yeah. I found that weird and, and mildly concerning. I'm, I'm with you there. I think overall, um, everything we heard from Mayo, I thought was good. And it's, it's basically what the, the, the elevator attendant told you. And it's that, you know, he actually answered questions and he has this, this human did side. He, he, he responded with a smile and words that made you feel good. But that's did he better? Answer? That's better than what we've had before. And that's true. But did he answer anything? Some things like, like what you need to fix on offense. He's like, well, we need to fix the culture. We need to fix relationships and we need to find leadership. Like, I think that's an answer. I do. Is that a I, shot at Mac? Are people spinning that as a shot? I don't at Mac? see. I don't think it was a shot at Mac. I, I think it, either. I thought it was a shot at maybe Bill where we need to get that relationship back on track with the quarterback. I thought the relationship stuff, the love stuff, the love before competency, the thing that he keeps beating home. Mm -hmm. I thought. I don't want to say it was a shot at Bill, but it was a like a juxtaposition like that worked for him yeah. a while ago. It may have stopped working at some point over the last few years. We're going to do it differently. We're going to like he firmly he, what did he say? I expect my um position coaches to know their players better than me, like to know mm -hmm. them on a personal level cuz they're yeah. closer to them. Building bonds. Again, that feels like the Corporate call. Doesn't it feel like something I'd roll my eyes at in some meeting that they'd make us go to at Odyssey? Yes. Like Odyssey, <laughs> you guys got to go to this thing and and learn about how you should know more about your coworkers yeah. and ask them how their kids are and like that that makes a better culture and in the end that'll be better ratings and better podcasts and I'd be like, I'll do it because I have to do it for forty five minutes, but I think it's stupid. Yeah. I, so the one thing I'll say. If if that's how he wants to run his ship and they're going to respect it and they're going to gravitate towards that, then I'm fine with it. That very well can get stale fast. Like the thing you mentioned about corporate HR stuff, like when you start a new job and you're in your first job and you get all these things and there's all these gatherings and go-tos, it's like, Oh yeah, let's cool. Let's, you know, let's go meet people. And then by the, by four years in you, every, every email, you just don't even read it and you just swipe it away. And so right. like, I get that. Um, and we'll see how that ends up. But we're literally only in day one here. And that's why this is an instant reaction pod. And we're not really analyzing what's gone on yet. But the one thing I'll say that, you know, you talk about shots at Bill. The one that was a complete shot at Bill and he knew it. And so then when he said it, he said, and this is not a shot at Bill. He goes, titles are important. Titles are what get you elevated in this league. Titles are how people know what you do. And the fact that he never got a title change from linebackers coach in four years to now head coach was literally the biggest shot at Bill I've ever heard. He was because, and he had said it before where uh, he had been asked about if he wants to be a head coach in, in the future. And he said, well, yeah, but you can't look at my title. You need to see what I've done and what I've built because my title doesn't tell you anything. Right. And so that's what I liked. He was like, that's, he wants to empower other people in the organization. He wants to be a CEO. That's why the crafts trust him here is because they trust him as a leader of men. I don't know how good of a head football coach he's going to be. And that's the biggest question mark here, but he is clearly a leader of men and he's going to clearly empower others an offense coordinator, defense coordinator, special teams coordinator to run his, you know, football operation. He's going to kind of be the point person. And the thing you just pointed out was actually my favorite part of the, the day for Gerard's purposes was I think he's respectful of bill and he's trying to be respectful of bill. But I also think there's a little piece of him that doesn't give a, you know, what, like, mm -hmm. I got to do this my way. I have beliefs. I'm going to say silo six times in a press conference. I'm going to have this and people may roll their eyes and mm -hmm. they may say that's corporate bunk, but 
that's what I believe in. I believe in diversity. I believe, like, I believe in these things. I thought he had a really um, interesting answer and pushback to Robert, who, when asked about becoming the first black head coach mm-hmm. in the history of the Patriots, Robert said, I don't see j- color. I just see a guy who's the best man for the job. And Gerard was like, well, if you don't see color, you don't see racism. We yeah. need to see color. And I was like, damn, he just told the guy who started the Blue Square organization yeah. to open his damn eyes in a press conference. So I was like, dude's got balls. Dude, that's good. And that balls. I liked that. And I think that's what Kraft likes about him. Like, I do too. I think that like, you know, Kraft probably heard that and was like, what, it wasn't like, what are you doing? He was like, oh, you know what? You're probably right. And I probably said that wrong. Right. So like that, that's kind of, and it's that's good. why, I, yeah. And you mentioned having no direction, a little bit of awkwardness there. Like that was one of the things that kind of threw me off, but it also tells you that Mayo is going to be his own man and he's going to, you know, just say what he wants, but it's going to be calculated. And that's, that's why I liked the press conference, at least from his perspective. And I see from his, um, I guess tone perspective, I liked it. Cause mm-hmm. again, I think it was a continuation. I think he really started this process the last zoom of the season, like yeah. telling people I'm not bill. All you people that keep saying you can't hire Mayo. Cause he's just the next baby bill, blah, blah, blah. I'm not bill. Mm-hmm. I'm about love. And I'm about this. And again, some people will roll their eyes. Some hardos will roll their eyes. It's football is not a world of love. Right. It's a world of head banging and blah, blah, blah. Like, but he does seem like he wants to stand on his own two feet. Now. I thought that was more of a, the look of it and the feel of it. There there, there was no there there, that mm-hmm. famous quote. Like, there was no there there for the overall substance. But, um, and I think even with Bill, the, the time he said, you know, I had to get away and, and get away from football and Bill for a while yeah. or so. Like, he kind of threw that. Like, I like the little so barbs. Hard. I like the not afraid to do that. I just wish there wasn't a, he reminded me of a politician. They both did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said this to Mike Giardi afterwards. It reminded me of a politician who is running for president or office, so should have their, like, ducks in in order, should know what their platform is, know where they sit on issues, but they're afraid to give a strong answer knowing that they'll alienate one side or the other. And I can't do that. I'm trying to win an election, so I got to try to keep, keep it vague, keep everybody interested in me. So, like, that worries me. Like, I know... No more today. What was that? 45 minutes about something like that. 45 minutes into that press conference. I know no more today about what the Patriots are going to be moving forward than I did heading in. And I think that's a little. And again, I guess some would say, well, well, you want them to tell you the organizational flow chart and who they're going to draft, who they're going to sign. No, I love Jaden Daniels. Like, like, you know, but the head coach said, I'm going to trust the experts but then also said, we're not really sure who the experts in the organization are yet. Like, so then let's get, let's get to that because uh, I'm curious uh, from your point of view, what you make of this whole lack of, you know, direction in the front office where like, you know, Reese reports that it's going to be Wolf, but then, you know, some are saying it might be grow and it might be a collab and they keep using this word collaborative and nobody really knows who's going to have final say. And from, you know, I don't, I hate that. Like I think, and I'm sure you can still hear me while you tend to your dog. Um, but like m- my thing with that is if you have a collaborative effort and no final say, then everyone's going to have a point of view. Everyone's going to have a say they're going to make a decision. And then if the decision goes poorly, they're all going to go like this and say, no, it was him, not me. And so 
collaboration is great, but you still need that point person. Like we still, as bad as it was, we sort of still had Belichick to blame because he even admitted up until the very end, you need someone to have final say. And I had final say. So who the bleep is going to have final say and why haven't they really, you know, why haven't they gone in that direction yet? Yeah, it's, and, and I like leaders that are willing to say, I don't know. Like he brought up, the, the weight room's important. I loved that. That was music yeah. to a Hardo's ears. Like the way, yeah. This is like high school football again. We're, the play's Alex next Guerrero September. Chill down his spine. I did. Yeah. But then he's like, but I don't know anything about squats, so I'll just let them do their thing, which is his brother, is one of the people in there. True. So, but like he can't always be deferring to the quote-unquote experts. There's mm-hmm. going to be times where he's going to have to be the expert in the room, be the adult, be the decision maker. So I, it was a little... I don't know if unnerving is the word because I do. And there's two things to also keep in mind. Timeline wise, mm-hmm. the Patriots are ahead of everybody because yep. they've hired their head coach. Uh, well, you know, some teams, most teams brought their head coach back, but of the right. teams that can their coach, they're ahead of the process of hiring a new coach, but it doesn't feel like organizationally they're ahead. Like the commanders do not have a coach yet. Mm-hmm. Who do you feel like is more organizationally ahead? The commanders or the Patriots? I would say the commanders because they have a general manager <laughs> and, a, and a, whatever the other guy is, they brought in like the team president oh, dude yeah, that's who used right, to run right. the, the warriors. Yeah. He hired Adam Peters. Now Adam Peters is like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go get my dude. And you're like, right. oh, that seems, that seems very well organized. Yeah, and, they seem right. like, and it's not a good thing. If we're looking to Washington <laughs> for an example mm-hmm. of how to do things better, we're new England. We're supposed right. to be one of the marquee franchises, the most stable franchises, under Robert Kraft, as he says, he's never picked this high in the draft, which again is is true, and that's great. But it also means this pick is more important than any pick your organization has ever made. And you're saying, I don't know, we got some guys that we like, and we'll see how they do over the next right. few weeks, and we might hire some. Like, no, I think you need to bring in a dude. Yep, there needs to be a, a or assign a dude. Right. Yeah, there needs to be a sense of direction. There needs like, and and again, I'm. The the way that they're working now with Grow as the you know director of player pro personnel and Wolf as the director of college scouting, like they, they have their eyes on these guys, and you know, you're not gonna can them in January because they've only done half the work and they've only right. done the work of you know, like they have all their intel on the college scouts, and now you're just gonna say see you later. Like you need to work with those guys through the draft to see where you're gonna go. But you also can't like work with those guys and then hire a new directional general manager or a new general manager with a different direction. Like you need to have a, a GM in place or at least appoint one of those guys as your general manager. And even if they don't want to use the title, you, you need a point person. And that's kind of my whole thing. You need to have a sense of direction for where the team is. You can't bring in someone post draft, like was mentioned by Schefter. That's just, that's just going to muddy the waters even more. And like, yeah, I don't know. It just, it does. It bothers me that they don't really have someone who is, conjoined at the hip with Mayo in the front office right now. And maybe they are, and maybe we just don't know that, but we, you know, we can only go by what we've heard and what we've seen reported. Yeah. I still think in the end, it's going to be Elliot Wolf. I think Elliot Wolf is going to ascend to whatever the title, whatever the role, highest personnel person. Vice president of personnel, what Pioli was for so long. Right. Yeah. But even that water is muddied because Mike Giardi put like basically half these people could leave with bill once bill gets a job somewhere like right. the, that matt grow is loyal to bill that there's even a chance that elliot wolf could move on with them that 
Josh McDaniels and Bill O'Brien could go with Bill and like, yeah. so, and there's been reports that Matt Groh is talking to some uh, potential free agents and all that. And I'm, I'm joking, but I'm not joking. Who's he talking for? Is he like, so you like new England? And if they say no, he says, what about Atlanta? Cause I just, <laughs> a little birdie told me Atlanta might be interested in you in a couple of weeks. Right. Like, there's just a lot of weirdness. And even as you mentioned, you keep people around because they've done the legwork. They have the information. Bobby Greer was canned after the 2000 draft when, when Bill Belichick arrived. Bobby Greer was the head personnel dude. I don't know mm-hmm. what his title was. It wasn't GM, but right. he was the head of personnel. He stayed. They drafted. By the way, they drafted Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And then he was asked to leave the organization because now it's Bill Belichick's time and it's Scott Pioli's time and it's a new regime. So it's it's not foreign to football. That's actually kind of how it works. You finish right. out your draft. Um, I believe most of their contracts even go through the end of the draft. Like if they right. run out, they run out on April 29th or whatever of that year. Um, so, okay, that's structure. We're, we're fixating a lot on structure, lack of um definition of the structure mm-hmm. and all of that um can i tell you something else that alarmed me and sure. people are going to get mad at me your guy rob alvarez from pats fans who's been all over me on the don't, don't connect me with him he, he he's in everybody's mentions he's not he's not a my guy you're from that world a little bit though you're in what young world. we're young young pats fan super fan positive oh anything that's against the team is a hot no i'm hate. not that no i am very much and as as positive i've been about the patriots i i know i can pick my spots on when to critique this team but regardless go ahead with your guy alvarez well and he told me that basically my opinion isn't my opinion i just it was a hot take i was trying to get clicks that oh. Mayo didn't need to win the day and it didn't okay. matter. And I, not that it wasn't true. It was that I don't believe it was his. And interesting. I believe everything I write. Do I fluff mm-hmm. it up occasionally? Sometimes we all do. That's now, the I bet you he didn't have a problem when you fluffed up your uh, Mac Jones column a couple weeks ago. Exactly. He was probably like, good job, Cadillac. You're yep. a man, Cadillac. <laughs> so it's all about the, the sort of uh, information in there. If it's got a little negative hint or anything, it's not perfect for the team. People like, Rob Alvarez, if you can look him up on Twitter, if you want to take part in some really mind-draining, mind-numbing back and forths where he calls you a dick, because um, he called me a dick. Imagine that, me, a dick. Find this. You, <laughs> a of dick. all people. <laughs> of all people, me, a dick. Um, he also told me to grow up. Hey, why does everybody tell me to grow up all yeah, the time? I don't so, want to grow up. Yeah, um, be a Toys R Us kid. So if something um, bothered me, what did you make? of the idea that Robert decided in Israel four years ago that Gerard Mayo was his next football coach. So I didn't care for that story. And I didn't care for like, um, I don't know. I didn't care for it. I I don't (laughs) put it this way. I don't think that's when he actually decided on it. That's what he said. He goes, I knew that this was the man. Like, but so (laughs) The reason they hired him is not his X's and O's as a football coach. Oh, right. No, 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 I got the it. reason they hired him is because of his CEO and business background and how they think he can be a leader of men and defer to people and, you know, bring people together and things like that. And so I think Robert saw that in Israel and, sa- and looked back and said, maybe that's the first time I realized this was the type of guy he is. And then just like you did with your piece on Mayo and just like I did with my piece on Mac, 
he fluffed it up and said, that's when I decided that Mayo was going to be my head coach. So if that is actually when he decided, then that's probably not good because there, a lot more things happened between then and there. But yeah. So does that mean if he hadn't gone on that trip to Israel, he wouldn't have become like the butterfly effect? He wouldn't be the head coach today? Maybe. The butterfly effect is pretty real. You, you never know what happens there. But no, I, I, I don't know. I don't look that. I, I put it this Robert way. was just telling stories. You're telling me like kind of fluffing it up, telling yeah, stories. They yeah. fluffed up the fact that they weren't going to bring football people in. And then they just hired Robin Glazer an hour later. We can always rely on Bill Belichick. Except for one time this year. There was one time where he didn't tell the truth in a press conference this year, and I, I, I noted that with you know somebody else on the beat earlier this year. I forgot what it was. I, I'll think of it as I go. But he either doesn't answer Bill Belichick or he tells the truth in some form or fashion. He does not lie when he stands up there and talks. The one time he did lie was when he said Demario Douglas wasn't benched for poor play when he clearly was this season. That was a lie. He said that he was, when he fumbled or whatever, that was the one lie I've ever heard Bill Belichick tell. Can he I always tell the truth? Sure. Well, he does. I agree. He, he doesn't lie. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've always said that. I said that for years with Paul Perillo. He'll never paint himself into a corner where he can be proven that he was being dishonest. Exactly. But there is a certain um, dishonest nature of saying, I don't know. Like you do know, right? Okay, <laughs> kind but, of a lie. Sure, but but he does again. He can't be painted into that corner by saying I don't know. And so my point being is that we've already caught Robert Kraft in the new regime in two lies over the la- over these because he did not he did not decide to make him the head coach in Israel, and they did have an idea of bringing some non football person into the football operation. But I digress. That's where we are. Uh, what are we at? Twenty seven. What, what else we got? What else we want to hit on here before we get out of here about this presser? Well, I did forget to mention when you brought it up earlier, I do think in regards to titles, mm-hmm. my guess would be, because I actually consider that um, Bill breaking his own rules, the famous Bill line of do business as business is being done. Well, business in the NFL, everybody gets a title. Everybody gets on the little list of coaches. It's why I think it's a little misleading when everybody mm-hmm. says the Patriots have the smallest coaching staff, the smallest this. I think they list less people than other teams do. I think you will see Gerard list more people. I absolutely think you'll have an offensive coordinator, a defensive coordinator, an assistant head coach, a special teams, yep. assistant spe- I think all of those guys will be listed. Um, but I think a lot of those guys already existed. They're just going to get, get kind of put in writing. Right. They're going to get their, their just desserts or whatever. Um, any, were there any other major issues that stood out to you either, what did you think of Mac Jones being there? Look, I've said all along about him. He's he's a worker. He's a hard worker. He wants to be there. He wants to be here. He wants to be an NFL football player. That tells me he was in the building working out, trying to get some stuff done. I don't think he just showed up there. He was in a sweatsuit and a sweatshirt. Um, you think he's put on like eight more pounds? Yeah, that was that – was, <laughs> look – Hey, he probably did gain some weight. Seven or eight pounds was probably a bit of a stretch. Or the way he said, like, it's been a couple weeks. I'm sure he that might have been over the season that he gained that much. What's but Sophie whatever. putting in those cookies? <laughs> exactly. But, no, it, it tells me that he he wants to still be here and that he's a, a team guy. And I don't think there was anything negative about him being there. I thought it was kind of funny and awkward when everyone's talking about, well, you need a quarterback. And are you going to take a quarterback at number three? And what's this? And then he's standing there back there like, oh, they're literally just. You know, I'm right here. Talk, yeah, talking <laughs> about me. but. You. Um, I would I, not have gone if I were him. I wouldn't have gone. Why? I don't know. 
I can, I just can guarantee you, I'm just being a hundred percent honest. Mm-hmm. If I were Mac Jones and Mac Jones's position, there is 0.0% chance. I would have been in that room. I think it's, I, nah, see, it's but, but do you think it was a good idea or a bad idea? Cause I think uh, it's a good idea. I think you show your face and you say, I'm still here. Yeah. I'm still under contract. I'm still going to try my, you know, work my ass off to be the quarterback. No matter who the head coach is. Yeah. Okay. You That's, can tell me on that. So that was my take on it. Was that now you're right though. You, you gotta you gotta be ready for the 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 shrapnel, the strays, as they say. Like of course for Gerard talking about offensive leadership and things. He's like built that. up he, enough of a callus this year. I would think that he can kind of take just about anything at this point. I would hope so because there's yeah. been a lot coming his way. A lot exactly. of it earned. Now I'm not well, saying. Oh yeah, that. for sure. All no, yeah. A lot of it earned by him. Um, but I think he play. knows that. I think he knows that. Oh. I do. Yeah. I think Mac knows a lot of things in the calm periods that he sure. loses perspective on in the heat of the moment and things of that nature. I think that's fair to say. Yep. Like I think he oh. loses his mind a little bit at various times. Mm-hmm. Um, now there were some uh, alumni there: Gerard Mayo. I mean, um, Devin McCourty. Sorry, mm-hmm. they're kind of the same. We guy can't figure like, it out. We just can't. They're get like those. they're like Bill's favorite player. They were both yeah. captain, I think, in year two. Um, but I saw Rob Ninkovich uh, was there. Other players were there. I, Joe Cardona, I laughed <laughs> just because I was like, why is the long snapper here? Yeah. Right. Um, Jawan Bentley, obviously, that's that's his guy. That's the captain of the linebacker room. Uche, um, Uche was there. So I, I thought, you know, there was good support from players, which I would expect based mm-hmm. on what we've seen from players here, not here. Like, he got a lot of support on social media when it became um, – public that he was going to be the next head coach I didn't I was a little surprised and I could have asked the question but I was in the back and I knew I would never get the microphone I was a little surprised there was almost trying to think back in all the questions here almost no um allusions to the Seth Wickersham story like I thought there might be a baseball bat question. So Gerard, there was one report out there that you like to swing a baseball bat over people's heads. In All right. Can I, can I, can I get to that? Go what's ahead. The big, what's the big deal about him swinging a baseball bat over people's heads? I, it, did it say over their heads or did, did it, it just say that he would just carry a baseball bat into a meeting and swing it? Like I didn't, I didn't understand that. And maybe okay, I read I it to, wrong. I need to clarify that then. Cause I agree with you. I keep making the comparison to Tom Cruise and a few good men when they do all their meetings, has a baseball bat. And I don't think Demi Moore's character mm-hmm. or the other guy's character were threatened in any way. I thought this kind of insinuated that there was a um, a bullying or threatening, like, I thought it said swung it over their heads. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to look at it now because I, I just didn't see, like, everyone was like, oh, he's well, a baseball. And then so, and I think Curran talked about it on TV and said, like, it was a mini souvenir baseball bat. and Yeah, and... I, I and that's why be... Wickersham is honestly, that's why Wickersham is so good at his job because oh, yeah. he tells, he tells a story and talking about a puff, like puffing things up. It's like, he is the, he, I was sitting there with my phone on Friday, reading that story, like almost like drooling. Like, this is so good. Oh, like, it's, it's really good. It's very interesting. And again, if it's a baseball bat or if it's a mini tykes bat, he's going to call it a baseball bat and you can interpret it. How you're not lying. Exactly. Not lying. Just like Bell Belichick. And I would also argue, um, and I want to be careful here because um, some of these people can be sensitive. We also need to remember that Gerard mm-hmm. Mayo worked at NBC Sports Boston. Mm-hmm. Like, we just have to. I'm sorry. Yeah. There's, like, biases. There's relationships. My guess is 
they're going to give Gerard Mayo at NBC Sports Boston, producers, talent, everyone, the benefit of the doubt. They're going to, if there is an at sure. all possibility to see something positive or negative, they're going to take the positive side of it. So I just want to make sure we're clear on kind of that. No, I, I don't disagree. Um, well, I can't find the I can't find the Wickersham piece right now. It's my my computer will blow up if I try and do it because you, you know, were starting to pause. I noticed, so yeah, don't do that anymore. Yeah, exactly. Your, your yeah, head was starting to freeze um, a little. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep my hands off until we end the recording here. So, um, anything else we want to touch on before we get out of here from our from our nice instant reaction pod to the the new era in Foxborough? Um, I'm trying to look because I wrote down I look I wrote down a lot of crap over the course of 45 mm-hmm. minutes. Um, for various reasons, um, like I told you, the you know there was a few. I'm not trying to be Bill. Like there was some definitive mm-hmm. distancing from Bill Belichick, which I liked and I think was important. We've said it a million times. Josh McDaniels, Joe Judge, Matt Patricia. You can't be Bill. You can't pretend to be Bill. You have to be you. And a lot of them failed mm-hmm. in that area. If you were going to grade this, so I was thinking about this because. I think we can all say Nick Sirianni was like a D maybe last year mm-hmm. or a few years ago in Philly. Couple um, years, yeah. Joe Judge, I would say, was kind of like a C minus hardo when he arrived at the Giants. Adam Gase had the whole taco meme thing with his crazy eyes chasing tacos all over yeah. the screen. Um, if you were going to grade, first of all, give me a grade for Robert Kraft, a grade for Gerard Mayo, and then a grade for the program i guess that we saw all right uh i'm gonna go robert Kraft gets a c minus jiminy christmas the man has children <laughs> that's a still a c he's fine he's passing c-. C- minus is like if you come home to my house with a c minus you're in trouble sir well he didn't even robert gets a c minus Damn. because he didn't force his son to be there too that's why oh oh so you don't whoa, whoa, whoa. so you don't necessarily believe what he said who? Robert. No, no, I, I, I don't. I, I, I start to wonder, like, what, what, what more business underneath the Kraft Group umbrella is more important than the new head coach of the New England Patriots? What if a um, paper pulp plant in China exploded, and there's the pos- possibility that 700 people could be dead? Now, okay, so, <laughs> all right, he gets an A. No, like, all right, you like heard I about that, that on the news it? too. Yeah, that's what I mean, and so. Uh, I guess we have to take Robert's word for it. So I still think a C, a C we'll get, we'll go with a C because he showed up, he faced the music and he answered questions. I think Gerard Mayo, I'm going to give him a B plus. Um, I wanted to give him an A minus, but you might jump through the screen if I did so. No. And so I'm going to go B plus. Give him what you want to <laughs> give him. B plus. He gets a B plus. Robert gets a C. The whole thing gets a B minus. Okay. So I will give, um, you know what? No, scratch that. The whole thing gets a B plus, and Gerard gets an A minus because I liked what he had to say, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give them the better for the doubt. You should. You're younger yes. than me. You're in that generation of stupid corporate lingo and thinking <laughs> something. Stupid. Are you showing up to the uh, the all hands on Odyssey meeting tomorrow? No, I'm not. I'm but I am going to the no. uh, Christmas party. Oh, you are. Nice. Uh, are you going? I don't know. When is it? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. I'm not going to tell you where on a live stream. But. No, no, yeah, no, nobody's nobody's going to show up to that, but we'll see. Nobody's going to show up to that from here, is what I'm saying. Um, anyway, so I would say Robert Kraft. 
I'm going to give a C minus just like you. What? Yeah. <laughs> I, for okay. me, the, the, the jumping off point for his grade is I did not like the Israel trip thing. Um, mm-hmm. And, and he was being honest because I've always heard the story about his first wife, Myra Craft. He fell in love with her like the first night and said, I'm going to marry you basically. Um, mm-hmm. And apparently he did the same thing. He brought it up with his wife. Now, Dana, that he, you know, yep. he only needs one night to know that that's the the woman for me, and that's awesome. Like right. if that's true, that's that's cool. Well, and he did it with Belichick, and he said he regretted not making him the man right away. Yeah. So, what? oh, there's one more thing we have to get to when you finish. Okay. Here. Um. But so, 2019, like this, just feels the timeline feels weird. I don't know. Good story, great. I I do give him credit for his conviction and learning from mm-hmm. the time he didn't trust his gut. And going with Pete Carroll and regretting it immediately. He has now said that twice in like a week. Somewhere Pete Carroll should be like, hey, listen, I turned out to be a pretty good coach. Could you stop taking yeah, right. pop shots at me at how your yeah. biggest regret in all of life was hiring me? Jeez. Um, yep. Could be worse, Mr. Kraft. You could have uh, thrown the ball on the goal line to give another team a Super Bowl. <laughs> um, I'm so, he might as well have said that because it was that much of a slap in right. the face to Pete. So, Mr. Kraft, C-. minus. I am going to give Gerard. See, I feel like I almost need to break it down into the presentation of like his, like his energy, his, his words. Mm-hmm. Okay. You did a good job. I'd give you a B solid B for that information and direction. I'm giving you a D. And so I'll average those out at like a B minus C plus. And I would say the same thing for the entirety of the production. I would give it a B, a solid B. Um, actually, no, no, no. C. Sorry. Uh, the no, no, no. Okay. You're right. The first email I got said Jonathan Kraft would be there, and Jonathan Kraft wasn't there. I, you got to be downgraded Bingo. a full letter grade for that. Um, I'm with you. Because if it was that big a deal, couldn't you have postponed this? If it was really a truly like an earth shaking organization, like people, like 700 people dying yes. that you just tried to put on me. Yeah, we have okay. to temporarily delay Robert Kraft and Gerard Mayo meeting the media because there is tragedy halfway around the world or something. So, okay, yeah, see, right. I'm going see all the way around. It's very blah. Right. I, I actually, do you think we'll be? Um, so I guess he had a few things. I'm not Bill Belt, whatever. Will we be? referencing this for very long will we be using audio clips drops on the radio will 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 there be legs and life to this this press conference some pieces yeah i would say um but i again i don't think it was i don't think it was like earth shattering by any means i just think it was a sort of you know a moment in time where you see the transition from bill to mayo and that's why I ultimately think, you know, they they won the pre- or he won the press conference. And that's why I gave him a B, a B plus. But I mean, are we going to are we going to come back to it like we actually we really didn't do that with Bills either, his introductory press conference. So, no, I just think it was a, a fine production that put a start to the Mayo era, if you will. OK, the more I think about this, just to wrap this, we're getting close to the end. I know you have one more thing. I yep. hate it. Oh, my God. No, why? You know what it reminds me of? You're just doing that. No, no, no. You're just doing no, that. Because I just read him one of the quotes from Robert. We didn't have a, uh-huh. we don't have a fixed formula. This reminds me of it's Friday night, it's five thirty, and you go, hey, honey, what do you want to do for? Uh, you want to, you want to get some food tonight? Sure. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you want to do? And it's like, yeah, I was thinking, how about the seafood place? Uh, I don't really want seafood. And by seven thirty, we haven't eaten. Now we're both angry at each other for not like yeah. getting this ball moving. This doesn't work. You cannot have this lack of 
definition and direction. I'm telling you, they're going to be fighting and hungry by nine o'clock, sleeping one on the couch and one in the bed. This is not going to end so, well. So then you think it, my take on that was that they just weren't going to answer the question yet. Like there's definitely things moving in the direction, but they sort of made it into, no, this is a celebration of us, you know, focusing on Gerard and we'll figure that out later. When is later? I don't know. They don't want to answer questions. Clearly, they don't want to answer questions on it because they they, they don't have answers. The second everybody, but they did. They had an answer. They, they gave an Robin Glazer the job. An yes, answer, that's is. a bad answer. Well, that's what it was, and they they avoided it, and they they put it out after the press conference, so, which is still February fifteenth, fourteenth, February mm -hmm. sometime. There's a franchise tag window that opens. Mm -hmm. Mike Onwenu, Kyle, like. Doesn't somebody have to make a decision? Who's yep. making that decision? So a month from now. We don't we don't know. We better is know. Is that good? No, it's bad. Because But do we have to know? Now I'm getting all Bill no, Bell. They have here. to know. I don't think they know. They, do. they don't need to tell you me. Don't. I don't think they know. That's the one part of them I believe that they don't know. I think that I think they do know. I think they don't want to tell us, and I don't know why. Are they like worried that they're gonna push? Let's just go with our um rumblings that Elliot Wolf at some point will elevate. Mm -hmm. Are they worried they're going to lose, grow sooner rather than later? Don't want to push him out the door. You can't fire me. I quit. I'll go with Bill. I'm taking my ball and going home. No, I think they probably just wanted to keep today about Mayo and they didn't want to sit there and say, oh yeah, that guy in the back, he's in charge of everything. So Schefter's wrong that they're in, because he reported they're in no rush and they might not do anything until after the draft. Is Rappaport wrong? Usually. Rappaport said that they usually. were. Usually. <laughs> Usually he is. <laughs> All right, fine. All right, yeah, it's true. He was on the but the bill had signed yeah. a lucrative extension. This if you make season, me so. pick right. between those two guys, I'll go on the side of Schefter. Now, I'd really like Jay Glazer, who I don't think is related to Robin Glazer. I don't even know if it's no. the same spelling. Um, nope. I'd like him to chime in because he's never wrong. I would like a more wait. Schefter and Reese are both right. You know, we used to call them on Patriots.com, right pocket and left pocket, because they were in the pockets of the team. <laughs> okay, well, they know what's going on then. They're not in a rush. They're not going to ever make a GM, but they know that Elliot Wolf's going to be the guy, and he's not going to be the GM, so they're not hiring a GM, but Elliot Wolf is in. So what does he get to do? Does he get to sign all free agents? Does he get to make franchise tag, tag decision? Does he get to make the pick at number three? Collaboratively, no, we're yes. not doing the collaborative. Collaborative. I don't want to. They are. I'm not doing it. They're Do you believe it. in collaborative? No. Well, I think people should help, but I don't. <laughs> you. <laughs> I love. I love your reaction whenever I give an answer and immediately go back on it. No, like I. I believe in that to an extent, but I think that somebody needs to have the final say in the collaborative. At some point, they're going to be on the clock. At some point. Like a trade. Well, I need an answer now. Do you want to trade a three and a five for this guy? Do you want, like, somebody has to have the balls to say yes or no. Or as I used in my example, and we've all been there. I don't care if you're heterosexual, homosexual, whatever your relationships are. If you've ever been in a relationship, doesn't even need to be romantic, can be friends. We've all been mm -hmm. in that spot where we're all getting angry because no one, like, steps up to the plate. It can be four dudes, right? that are just hanging out college football buddies. If you're all like, I don't care. What do you think? Yeah, that's an idea. Maybe. And then we're all starving and we don't get dinner. Yep. This doesn't seem to bother you as much as it bothers me. Uh, 
I don't know why, but I, I kind of feel like I just eat. I feel like they're not giving off as much that as is actually happening on the inside. So you're giving like them clearly credit. okay. You're giving them credit for no, not credit. I just uh, okay. Like the, again, I keep going back to the Robin Glazer hiring. Like they're not just sitting there waiting around. They're making stuff happen behind the scenes. They're just not making us privy to it. Wait, do you think she's making the pick? <laughs> no, but I think she's 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 the she's the uh, the highest assistant to the head coach. Clearly, she's going to have some sort of involvement in the football operation. Yeah, but I don't even know what that means. I don't. Me either. I I don't I don't know about that. Like, she could be siloed. She could be siloed with Mayo. Maybe she's in the Mayo world. I don't know what relationship she's going to have with Elliot Wolf. Or the, is she going to be in the war room? Who's going to be in the war room? Jonathan. <laughs> it's, it's, and that, I, I'm kind of with you. It, 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 it is a little bit, uh, it is concerning, but I think we need to just kind of sort of wait and see because they're not going to give us any answers and they do have stuff going on behind closed But they also so, said they're waiting and seeing. Like Robert definitely, but they're not he was like, because they, we're evaluating the people we have. We might interview some people from the outside. We're figuring out what we have. Like, shouldn't this? Yeah. So wheels are turning. Yeah. But the problem with that is, okay. Clarify for me. So in 2019 in Israel, you decided Gerard mm-hmm. Mayo was the next head coach. No, he didn't. We already determined that that was a lie. Okay. So then let's just go back a year. Last January, you decided Gerard Mayo's they the did. next head coach. They quite literally did then, yes. Okay. You didn't think, well, uh, who's going to be the GM or who's going to be the director of player personnel or who's going to be the offensive coordinator? Like, you didn't go the next level down and think the whole plan through a little bit more detailed? No, I think it's I think it's a problem, Andy. Like, I'm not sitting here saying that they're in a good spot. I think they should have a point person. Right. But the thing is, I think they do have a point person. Who? I think it's Elliot Wolf. So Elliot Wolf, you think, because another question that didn't really get asked, and again, I was going to, but I, I should have sat closer to the front. Um, it's like class. They tell the coaches always yeah. say sit in the front, blah, blah, blah. I should have sat closer to the front. Does Robert, does Gerard Mayo have full autonomy on his coaches? Like, does he get to hire and fire anybody he wants for the coaching staff? I, from my understanding, he does. From what I read from Bert Breer last week that he's going to have, again, I think he's he literally said he's going to have full disclosure on his coaching staff and then mayo said today that these aren't all my guys so i'm gonna figure out what i want to do with my staff yeah i okay I, so i think he, i wish I think somebody had asked like head on do you yeah robert and gerard this is a question for both of you does gerard have full autonomy to hire and fire his assistant coaches i would yep. have liked a little clarity on that now again we probably wouldn't have gotten it well we're gonna see what happens as things unfold or something yeah okay i don't know all right Let's finish it off with one more quick thought. And we kind of touched on it a little bit. We didn't actually talk about him, though. The shade at Bill Parcells. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Our guy, Kevin Stone, from the New England Football Journal, has been banging the table for Bill Parcells to get in the Patriots Hall of Fame. Oh, my God. Will that not ever, ever, ever happen here after what we saw today? That was nuts. I didn't know that there was that much animosity towards him. I know it ended badly. I know he left it after the Super Bowl, but he didn't say his name. He didn't say what team he went to. He said the other guy that was here who we had a bad relationship right. with. They're basically something along those lines. That was tough. Yeah, um, I learned that lesson. I also think Parcells should be in the Patriots Hall, and I wrote a column about it a few years ago. And um, mm-hmm. let's just say I heard about it. 
after writing the column. What 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 at what uh what outlet was that with? Was that uh, was that elsewhere? for WEA? Yeah, yeah. I heard oh, about it, and uh, the message was sent from let's just say an elevated position within the Patriots organization. So, um, yeah, that is the old saying over my dead body. I think Bill Parcells, you know what it might be at this point, Bill part, a dead Bill Parcells will posthumously enter the Patriots hall of fame over the dead body of Robert Kraft. And I'm not sure that Jonathan will let it happen either. Like, yeah. Now fans, I, I think fans have also by extension, um, taken it on. So they make sure, like, I don't think there's a lot of people voting for Parcells when it gets to the three right. people on Patriots.com. And, I mean, there's always going to be great candidates now. Edelman's and, and Brady's and Gronkowski's and Belichick's. And, I mean, it's going to be endless. Yep. So Parcells will not be alive if he gets in the Patriots Hall of Fame. And he probably will never get in. I think he should be in. I think he brought legitimacy to the franchise. But today is not about him. It's about Gerard Mayo. You're right. He brought legitimacy. He brought new age. He brought yes. corporate culture, corporate bunk. And, and I'm not saying these with tone. He brought what right. he brings and he believes in it. Mm-hmm. It may work. Like there's a lot of, I mean, I don't know the corporate world that well, but I'm guessing there's a lot of really successful corporations that are making billions and billions of dollars and kicking ass and taking names built around some of the principles that Gerard Mayo believes in. So totally with, hopefully I agree with that and a quarterback, he'll be fine. More likely than not, he wins four to five games and we're uh, in another important offseason next year. But for right now, yep. I would like to know, and hopefully you're right, they know, who is signing free agents, who is going to make the final decision at number three, because I believe this is this right now. We are in the midst, what is it, January, whatever, 17th, between now and April, 28th, I think, whatever the draft yep, is. somewhere around there, yep. We are in one of the most critical stretches in the history of the Patriots organization, because I don't know if you noticed what he slipped in there. Gerard Mayo said, and hopefully that uh, leads to or starts the next dynasty. He used the D Ooh. word. He used the Good D word, him. which I thought was um, ballsy and dumb. But <laughs> And that, no, well, he's not afraid. And that's sort of what we learned today. So I like that. We'll see where it goes. Crafts have their intuition on him. He trusts himself. So that's all we can take from now. So. That's going to do it for us here on Six Rings of Football Things on this instant reaction to the Gerard Mayo press conference, appointing him as the next head coach, the 15th in Patriots history. We'll be back here on Six Rings of Football Things all offseason long, breaking down everything that's going on with this potential start of a new dynasty in Foxborough. So make sure to follow along, rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Listen on the Odyssey app. He's Andy Jumbo Hart. I'm Mike Cadlick. And until next time, thanks for watching and thanks for tuning in. Bruins fans looking for more coverage of your favorite hockey team? Follow the Skate Pod hosted by Scott McLaughlin, Brian DeFelice, and me, Bridget Prue. Get your Bruins coverage from WEI's team of Bruins writers. We're the people who are at the games and talk to the players every week. For analysis of every Bruins game and exclusive interviews with the players, listen to the Skate Pod on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.